Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Charlie Begg. And Charlie, one of our favourite stars, actresses, singers, just all of the things, has made a bit of a splash on the L Women in Hollywood's awards red carpet. Jennifer Lopez, in case anyone's going to come across who that is. You've seen the photos, right? Of course I've seen the photos. It's all anyone's been talking about this morning, but I don't know why it's so surprising. Anyway, basically, if you haven't seen it, Jennifer Lopez is wearing a chrome breastplate. It basically looked like this piece of chrome was moulded to her breasts. And I thought she looked fantastic. What did you think, Laura? Yeah, I was surprised that there was this big debate backlash over this. I think it's because there's quite a bit of underboob just elegantly dropping out from beneath the breastplate. Breastplates have had a big moment over the last couple of years. Like Zendaya's rocked it a few times. And then Gwyneth Paltrow has also worn a breastplate, but the boobs were firmly encased within the armour. This is one of those first times that we've seen the boobs escaping, having their own moment. Also, she was being honoured at the event. She was saying lots of interesting things about the fact that she finds it interesting she's still considered an icon, even though she's never won those look really big industry awards, like very infamously the Academy Award. And Well, she's an icon but not an actress, like like a well-regarded yes. actress. We love J-Lo, but, but is she's she not amazing like, at singing or acting? No, but oh, she's... Shots fired. <laughs> okay, no, I will watch all her movies, yeah. but I'm not going to say that deserves an Oscar. It's more that she's not like a multi-Grammy winner. You know what I mean? Like she hasn't sort of been honoured for her singing career in that way, despite being one of the highest selling artists in the world with like a 20-year career. Do you know what I mean? Yes, but yeah. that's because she's not a very good singer. Oh, wow, we keep coming back to that. No, but it's true, <laughs> but she's an icon because she's kept her career going on this long. Mm. Back to the breastplate. Yes, which makes her even more of an icon because a lot of people can wear interesting things down a red carpet, but it's not everyone that like Jennifer Lopez that can ignite this type of discussion. Like I said, the whole office has been talking about it this morning. The photos are on everyone's computer. We're all having a conversation. But I'm just not surprised. I agree with you. Breastplates have been in for quite a while if no one's noticed. So it's not surprising to me. There's been far worse fashion this year that we could be talking about. But also she's taking it one step further. You do the breastplate, that's shocking. What's next? Show a bit of boob too. She infamously does show boob a lot. hate to say this, do you think there's an age debate playing in there? Because she's in her 50s and people are like, oh, she's just wanting attention by having her boobs all out. If it was Zendaya doing it because she's previously worn the breastplate top and she was actually showing some boob, people would be like, she looks so hot, she looks awesome. But the fact that Jennifer Lopez is in her 50s, he would be like, you can't possibly wear that. You have kids, you're older. She can wear whatever she wants. Have you seen her body? Like that's another thing. She's not just a singer and actress, but she works out a lot. I've got to say, those boobs are 
the breastplate isn't even holding them up. It's just amazing how much analysis you can do on this one boob photo. Just think of like last year with Hunter Schaefer wearing just the feather across her best to the after yes. party. And everyone lost their minds. Oh, that was it amazing? Was it inappropriate? How were her boobs defying gravity? And even Timothy Chalamet when he wore a see-through top to an event with his nipples out. Or like Florence Pugh with her pink dress last year. Oh, my God, year. the Valentino yeah. show. People were and losing the nipples their through. Like she's still doing magazine covers answering questions about that. So I think maybe not just... Age traditionally, we just get very freaked out by boobs. I think I just don't get it anyway. She looks amazing. I think we've posted the photo on our Mummy socials if you want to go and just have a look at the gravity defying boobs. So, we've talked about the woman behind the man of the year, the sexiest man alive, but now there's the person of the year in what should be a surprise to no one. Time magazine have named Taylor Swift as their 2023 person of the year. We recently spoke about how she hardly ever does interviews anymore, but luckily for us, she spilled all the beans for time, including details on her long-standing saga with Kim K. Here it is, the entertainment news story we need to talk about today. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Well, last night, about midnight Australian time, I know because I was desperately <laughs> looking at Instagram for news of the day, Taylor Swift was announced as Time Person of the Year, complete with her, I've got to say, very eye-catching cover because in one of the main shots, she's got one of her cats wrapped around her neck and she has done this big tell-all interview. So there's a lot of touch points here. One is the Time Person of the Year in general. There's been a lot of back and forth around who is worthy, was she the best person? I mean, also, all these magazine covers, you know, sexiest person, groundbreaking person, most beautiful person. They're all very arbitrary in terms of like who the magazine editors deem. So let's not get too in the weeds of that. But the time person has always been traditionally someone who has taken over news headlines, someone who has changed conversations and doesn't always have to be for the better. Like it's not the best person of the year. You know, we've had Donald Trump on there. He was definitely not the most popular person of the year, but he was the person who was setting conversations and who was like the buzziest candidate. So it does make a lot of sense that in this year of Taylor Swift, she very much is the person of the year. In the beginning of the article, it actually says, if you're sceptical about her being the person of the year, think about it. How many conversations have you had about Taylor Swift this year? And how many times did you see her face anytime you opened your phone? And it's true, she really has been the main topic of conversation. So the interview is done by Sam Lansky, a journalist, and I think it's so interesting in terms of how this whole thing has been set up. First of all, that she did it at all because, as we've said many times on the show, Taylor Swift has become bigger than traditional media. She doesn't really need to do interviews. She doesn't need to do magazine covers, all those late-night TV spots. She's so much in control of her own narrative that she doesn't have to kind of go through that real rigmarole anymore, which is why it's very interesting that she chose to 
do this interview. And I think there's a few premeditations that came into that. And the thing is, like, obviously, it's like we were saying with Sexiest Man of the Year, you have to agree to be Time Person of the Year. I mean, they can put you on the cover and not tell you, but what they really want is the interview and you to share the interview to your social media. So there'd have to be a lot of negotiations behind the scenes to make this happen. It's almost like she's been saving all this up for the perfect time, the perfect cover to have her say on all these narratives that have been around her name. And then even while she's touching on all these things that we want to know more detail about from her mouth, it feels very intimate. Like the writer speaks about Taylor walking him through her New York apartment and talking to things that she's collected over the years and she seems like quite a sentimental person. And then there's this beautiful photo of her with her brother and her parents, which it gives you a real insight into who she is Taylor Swift is the person, not as the pop star. Yes. So it feels like, yeah, it feels really warm despite getting all these like juicy tidbits about things that have happened over the years. Yeah, she frames it. She's like, we're really just a small family business. And oh, my like, God, okay. totally. She's like, I'm normal. No, you're not, Taylor. No, I think also the fact that she's showing all these kind of iconic moments from her career that are in the apartment and the idea that she also says that she's having the biggest moment, like a career breakthrough at 33. Mm. It's like she's setting herself up for what's to come. And I think there was one topic everyone was pretty excited for her to talk about. Yes. So, of course, she touches on Travis Kelsey and her relationship with him, but she dropped a big bombshell that none of us have known until now. So her relationship with the Kansas City Chiefs football player started before we thought it did. She says to the journalist that this all started when Travis very adorably put me on blast in his podcast, which I thought was metal as hell. We started hanging out right after that. Speaking um, of Taylor Swift, I know you went to the Taylor Swift concert. How was it? Yeah, well, I was disappointed that uh, she doesn't talk before or after her shows because oh. she has to save her voice for the 44 songs that she sings. So I was a little butthurt. I didn't get to hand her uh, one of the bracelets I made for her. But I wanted to give Taylor Swift one with my number on it. Not right now. Ooh, yeah. Your number's in 87 or your phone number? You know which one. Um, <laughs> so when we saw her attending his game in Kansas City, we thought it was her first time agreeing to meet up with him. No, she says, by the time I went to the first game, we were a couple. I think we kind of did know it wasn't the first. Once we got more information, you know, when she initially turned up at the game, because I remember us talking about it, and I'll just put my hand to say I was the first big naysayer, because the information I had was there was a random football guy, which I know upsets football fans because he's famous in his own right, whatever. But we didn't know who he was. No, we did not. Yes. It looked like he was making this big song and dance about wanting to date her, which a few famous men have done over the years. Like They used Taylor Swift's name to get some headlines. So it's not unusual for that to happen. And when she appeared at the game, it's like, holy shit, she's actually there. We didn't expect that. But then the pieces start to come together like, of course, she wouldn't make her first appearance, you know what I mean, in public without that. And also the fact that they drove way together in the car. It's like she's not going to yes, hop in a car with some random guy. Treating her publicist or her mother or anyone would be like, you're not jumping in a car with some random guy being who you are and just driving away. But I thought so interesting in terms of in the article how she talks about the fact that they're just there to, you know, support each other. Yeah. And that's really important. We all know that she was with Joe Alwyn for six years and their relationship was notoriously private, mm. but she really speaks about why she has gone so public with this one. And she said, when you say a relationship is public, that means I'm going to see him do what he loves. We're showing up for each other. Other people are there and we just don't care. Throughout the article, she keeps saying she's the proudest and happiest she's ever felt. And it seems like that's reflected both in her career and in her personal life. She basically just doesn't give a fuck. 
And I feel like she has been saving this up to drop it in one interview because as much as she's in control of her own narrative, where else is she going to put this commentary? She can't say, well, she's on stage. It's too much to go through. She's not the kind of person now who has the platform where she's going to turn the camera on herself in an Instagram live and be like, I'm answering all your backlash against, you know, me being at the game. She can't do it on a red carpet because those interviews are so quick and loud Mm. and she also notoriously doesn't do them anymore. So it's as much as like she does have control of her own media, but she's been saving all these things up to be in this particular interview. I also want to get your opinion. There is one line that really got me and it feels like it's a bit of a dig to Joe. Oh. So she says, life is short, have adventures. Me locking myself away in my house for a lot of years, I'll never get that time back. I'm more trusting now than I was six years ago. I think that might be a little bit towards Joe Alwyn, but it's so hard to read between the lines of a famous she woman loves, who has cut no, herself but off. Easter eggs. She does she love loves that. An but Easter is egg. also is that also a commentary on her fame and the different backlashes against her? I wonder how much that's about Joe and how much it's just about this level of fame in particular. But speaking of locking herself away, there's one person that she actually does call out for doing that, and that's Kim Kardashian in a very unprecedented comment. So after the break, we're going to get into why this has ignited a reckoning, not a feud, between the world's two most famous women. So for the longest time, we've known that Kim Kardashian, Kanye West and Taylor Swift famously do not get along nor like each other. There was the Grammy incident. I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish. And then there was the phone call. So, Laura, Taylor Swift actually addresses the whole not feud. It's a reckoning (laughs) in the piece with time. Tell us, what did she say? Yeah, so it gets brought up in the interview, the whole, in terms of like different scandals that she's weathered over the years. This has always been the biggest one. And it's interesting how carefully her words are chosen, but also how there's the secret meaning behind her words is like, make no mistake, I am completely holding this famous woman to account for what she did to me. And I'm leaving no gray areas. Because again, going back to this level of power, the topics for the interview would have been pre-agreed between her team and Time Magazine's team. So this is obviously something she was very happy to have on the record. Yeah, they're not surprising you're out of nowhere and going, can we talk about Kim? Oh, she knows they're having that conversation. 100%. And she's waited a long time to address this, which is so interesting because that's very infamously a Kardashian move that some huge thing will play out, some backlash will play out in the headlines. And then six months later, they'll air an episode of the Kardashians where they address it, tell their side of the story and take a stand after they've seen where all the chips have fallen and where their careers are. So it's so interesting. These two famous women are like employing the same PR stunt. Either way, she goes on to say that what happened with Kim Kardashian releasing that video of her, she felt it was like a career death. And she says, make no mistake, my career was taken away from me and then put out to say to everyone that I was a liar. That took me down psychologically to a place I've never been before. I moved to a foreign country. I didn't leave a rental house for a year. I was afraid to get phone calls. So just think of those words, fully manufactured frame job, illegally recorded and edited. Almost edited is I think the word that sticks out to me because I mean, there's so many words there that put the full blame on Kim Kardashian, but I almost think it's edited that the word that still stands out because the biggest thing that has come from this where Kim Kardashian's been asked about it and she says, I'm over it, it's done, but she has always maintained that she never edited that video. So has her family and wider friend group. So has Kanye West and his group. And now she is very careful using that word to say the video is edited, which I think really blows up the whole story once again. And the fact that it says Kim Kardashian right in front of edited, it's like, no, 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 it wasn't done by someone else. It was done by her. her. 
And as we know, in 2020, Kim Kardashian wrote in a social media post that the situation forced her to defend Kanye West. So Kim has kind of always shifted the blame onto Kanye and the fact that he's never really liked Taylor Swift, as we all know. But this really makes you reevaluate that moment in time where we were all like, oh, there's this massive thing happening. But we didn't really analyse it the way we probably maybe should have. Exactly. It was just became a full takedown of Taylor Swift. But I also think there are two different sides to the story that aren't really coming through in the article. And one of them is that Kim Kardashian has come out and spoken about how intense it was behind the scenes with Kanye West's mental health, with his bipolar diagnosis, what's happening with their kids. Not excusing her anyway, but I think that's a different part of the story that there's so much happening there that we still don't know. And I think the other side is, is that Taylor has very carefully chosen these words, like, my career was over, I was locked away, make no mistake, this happened to me. But while she might have felt very personally victimized and while she was copying so much harassment and backlash online, like that can't be understated, but it's not like people stopped buying or listening to her music. It's not like magazine covers were taken away from her or people wouldn't watch her videos. There's no data to back that up is what I'm saying. There's no numbers falling. There's no opportunities taken away from her. It's not like she was about to headline a movie and she got taken off the project as we've seen with like other performers in the past when, you know, cancellations happen around them. It's more so that it was like a personal hurt and she's trying Mm. to make it look like a career hurt. Yeah, it was interesting in the article she was talking about when she was younger and how there was always an opportunity for her to be replaced with another up-and-coming artist. And she said the way that she made sure that wouldn't happen is she had to keep reinventing herself. Mm. And right after this moment she goes on to release her Reputation album. And so she really is reinventing herself and I think that's probably why this wasn't a career-defining moment or something that really affected her career because she just reinvented herself and we forgot about that narrative. Yeah, and that reinvention is so interesting too to point out because what you've got here is these two famous women who have reinvented themselves, particularly this year, to be at different places than they were when this whole video leak first happened. And that's why I think it's important to call this a reckoning and not like a feud, a catfight. This needs to be discussed as more than that. It can't be boiled down to two women fighting because these are two of the most powerful and visual women in the world who have both redefined themselves. You know, Kim Kardashian is very much now like, I I'm a lawyer. I do prison reform. I have a private equity firm. I am a billion dollar businesswoman. So much more than that reality TV star glam girl that she was never completely that, but definitely more so back then. Or even just being seen as like one half of Kim Ye, Kanye's wife. Totally. And then Taylor Swift is not just a pop girl, a country girl anymore. She's also a billion dollar businesswoman who is like also known as one of the best lyricists in the world. So you've got these two famous women who are having this reckoning over this huge pop culture moment. And I think that's what's more important to analyse mm. than two women fighting. I think she also knows that Kim's going to be fine. Well, like that's the, the thing too. She's not punching down. They're punching across. No, that's these the thing. two women are having probably their biggest years yet with their careers and just everything. It makes you really think about why she chose now to talk about yes. it. Because I think she knows Kimmy will be fine. Yeah, she's on a career high at the moment so she can punch across, not down. Oh, what a listen to learn from Taylor Swift. Well, we'll link the full-time profile in our show notes. There's so much in there we didn't get to touch on. It's well worth the read. Thanks for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Taylor Strando with audio production by Scott Stronick. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Na 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 na